0: My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to author to authority I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, and I'm so happy to have with me today Olympic coach Ram Nair. Ram, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thanks a lot, Kim. Thanks for having me.
0: And just before we get into the show today, I just want to let all the listeners and the watchers know that I love to give away things. So if you really want to enhance the power of your words in terms of being able to get clients for your business, then go to www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. And in that book, I'm just going to show you some really fantastic ways to not only introduce yourself, spoken and in writing, but just be able to make a really great first impression. So I'm really happy today to have Olympic coach Ram Nair on. And Ram is the author of The Sport of Life. And you can get it on Amazon. And Ram, you're also an Olympic coach. So why don't you start off just by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about how you came to be an Olympic coach?
1: If you really want to have a good laugh about that, I went into the wrong gym. It was where it all started. My parents had signed me up for a little course, and I wandered into the wrong gym at Quinton and saw Badminton, and then we went and visited India, and I ran around too much, and my grandmother bought me a racket, and I started playing. I came back, wanted to play, did a bunch of playing, always thought I'd be a lawyer, followed that path and then discovered I didn't become aware I, I, I tried to study and get in and do all that stuff and then um, myself one day saying you know I really enjoy coaching because I reflected back on the times that my coaches had helped me and thought that was a great way to uh, spend a life in. and I'm grateful for having all of the opportunities that I have until this point to do that and everything is full circle in many ways you start off here and you You move up and move up and you get to the pinnacle of your career and then discover, okay, well, I've done this. Now what? Because you can't continually coach Olympics. Maybe some people can, but for me, the path is different.
0: Also, I know you mentioned in the book about the time that you were first coaching little kids and the impact that it had on you. Why don't you talk about that? Because that really influenced your decision to become a coach, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I think when you see that you're helping somebody in a positive way, whether it's with their self-esteem and when they're little, they just want to have fun and they have fun, fun equals happiness and joy. And I'm not sure that there's too much greater than providing happiness and joy to a child and to see them actually gain confidence and be a little bit more self-aware depending on what age they're at. And it's their thing, right? Like I've always said, this is your path. I mean, I just, I'll just carry your backpack for you. but, (laughs) but This is your path.
0: Awesome. So I know that you're really focusing in right now on helping people with performance and achievement. And why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Because a lot of our listeners really want to achieve great things in life, but they feel kind of stuck and they feel kind of hindered. And I know that you are amazing at getting to the core of what's really holding back. So what are some of the biggest things you see from people achieving their goals and dreams?
1: Well, I mean, thanks for that. Again, the same joy that I feel when you're teaching a child or you're teaching an adult or you're teaching a physical skill is the same joy that happens when you teach a mental skill. And so performance achievement sort of became this thing for me because one of my mentors commented that you do this for athletes. So why don't you do this for people? And I thought, great, we can actually do this for people. And ultimately, everybody, and I don't care who you are, I don't care if you're A mom that has a little bit of time, has something that she wants to do and just can't find the time to do it. Or a business owner that is stuck and going, okay, I've got all this money. I've got all this time. I've got all this, but I'm not happy. Why am I not happy? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's the looking inwards and conquering your own fear. And that fear will manifest itself in so many ways. You know, so laziness is fear masked, right? It's Mm -hmm. masked itself. Or sometimes you outthink yourself. Sometimes you set a goal that's way too high and say, okay, I'm going to be blank, whatever that is. Sometimes you set goals that are too low and say, well, I'm accomplishing it. I'll feel good about myself if I go make that ham sandwich, whatever that happens to be. If the goal is too low or too high, you have to ask yourself, am I doing that? Am I not setting goals high enough? If something is blocking you, preventing you from doing that, that's fear. But ultimately, all of these things are manifestations of fear. So, what prevents people from performance? can simply be put this way. I don't know what my goal is, so a lack of clarity in the goal. And two, a lack of process in accomplishing that goal. And then three, overcoming the fear that would prevent you from actually doing that. That's it. Really simple. Know your goal. Know why you're going to do it. Set out a path. Make sure that you've studied that path and you've got logical expectations. Mm -hmm. Then get over yourself. Away you go. (laughs)
0: So let's talk about fear a little bit because fear is something that just is so sneaky and yet people think it's so hard to overcome, but it really isn't. So talk to me a little bit about that.
1: So just today I had a client who I asked to do, you know, one of my exercises and I listened business owner, very successful, but it was fascinating because when I listened, made them write out a bunch of things and then read them to me. I said, oh, so wait a minute. We're not talking about business at all. We're talking about your relationship and specifically your relation to those around you and how it reflects your relationship to self. What I got was a solving person. So the first thing I can tell you about your fear is understand it and see it and understand what it is. You're the only person that can do that. You have to seriously look at it and say, what is it? Like name it, give it a name. Devil, I give you the name, name that thing. And most of us don't do that. Because most of us stay on the surface. So my job is to get you beneath the surface, right? Get you thinking in a different way. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it takes a while. And we get to it, we name it, and then you go, oh my God. Okay. I asked the same person, what if your business suddenly was worth $100 million? Mm -hmm. Would you be happy? Would you be in the same place? I said, don't answer that. I want you to think about it. The answer came back, I'd be in the same place. But you came to me to figure out why you're, you know, to improve your business. Okay, that's not what it is. It's not what it is. To get over fear is first the recognition. And second, the stupidity of most fears, right? Let's think about this. I'm not saying your fear is stupid. I'm saying, but when we actually unpack it, it actually is. It actually is nothing. I have great big strong men that are afraid of mice. Or that hate spiders. Okay, what are you afraid of? What is it? And most of our fears are like that. They're fuzzy, creepy, crawly things that we don't like. We don't want to deal with it. And you know what? I don't mean to sound negative, but we're not here forever. So we may as well live with it now. Right? And that great saying, you'll always regret the things you didn't do. Well, one of those things that we all need to do start naming your fear and working past it. Mm-hmm.
0: That is Awesome. I remember our discussions when we were collaborating on your book, and we talked so much about fear and how unreal it is. It's almost like a shadow. You know, at first, it seems like this really big, humongous thing. And then you walk through it, and you realize it really wasn't what you thought it was at all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have lots of practice doing that. Like When we look at children, for example, they're fearless. You know, the monkey bars are like, oh, my God, he's going to fall. They're they haven't learned that yet but then they fall in their head and they learn it well now we've got a job to do as adults are we going to reinforce that mm-hmm. or instead are we going to make them understand that if they can understand it they'll probably continue on and be fearless if they don't understand it there's a good chance that they're going to be afraid of the spider when they get older and the sad part is most of us are actually most afraid of ourselves <laughs> That's where we are most afraid. We're afraid that we're somehow flawed, we're somehow inadequate, we're somehow whatever that is. And I think we really need to examine that and say, look, I'm just going to be fearless. I'm going to do it despite my fear. And I'm going to learn that it's nothing. It's a shadow. It's a cloud. It's nothing. It's Mm nothing. For any of you that are sort of sci-fi geeks and watch the original Star Trek, right? You know, I wasn't around when they were making them, but I've got the entire DVD pack. But, Neither uh, was I. Yeah, there was one episode in which they wind up on some planet, and it's the gunfight at the OK Corral. And so they're playing roles, and the other guys are playing roles. So it's the Urps versus these guys. And they know they lose, right? History says they lose. The Urps win, they lose. Except what they throw is all of it's being created in their own mind. So Spock helps them and says, listen, the bullets are not real. There are shadows, specters, and they get through it. They survive and they get out of the place where they were stuck. And I think life is like that. We're afraid. How many of you out there are afraid to actually articulate what you want? Mm -hmm. If it's writing that book, if it's singing that song, if it's climbing that mountain, whatever it is that you want to do, how many of you are actually afraid of articulating, actually saying it? Let's start saying it because it's a good thing to do that. Don't be (laughs) afraid Oh, you might get so you'll get ridiculed so you'll get this okay that may happen i'm not saying it, it may not but here's the one thing that won't happen when you're 90 and rocking in your rocking the chair you'll look back and you'll be able to relive all of those wonderful things that you did yeah. right because your life is on the other side of here
0: yes awesome so let's switch topics a little bit to about your book and first of all i just want to say that you know it was just such an honor to be able to work with you on this book and actually collaborate with you to make it happen but a lot of my listeners are actually people who are interested in writing books and so I want to talk a little bit about your book and the process and what you went through going through this book and making it a reality. So first of all tell us just a little bit about The Sport of Life. It is available on Amazon for anybody who wants it reaching true happiness and success through fearless living.
1: The sport life is basically me taking all the lessons I've learned on the Olympic journey, on the journey to becoming an Olympic coach, and all the things I've seen over the 20 years of what athletes do, what they do best, what they don't do so well, and then seeing how certain things affect certain people and how they can make their lives better. And what's great about it is, what's great about, what's great about my book? What's great? About this it can resonate at any level. I've had teenagers read it and say, "Wow, that was cool." I pulled something out, and the nicest compliment I had was by a 90-year-old who said, "You know what? You made me really think about my life. I saw a lot of me in there." And there's another reader, and I think he's almost 90, but his stepsons tell me that he won't talk about it because it affected him so much. So, mm. uh, you know, to each their own. And I like to think I don't really do anything. It's their own reflection on these words that make them make them come to life. And, And certainly being able to collaborate with you was also my honor in that you really helped to clarify. I'd have thoughts rolling around. And in case your listeners don't know what Kim is really awesome at doing is asking good questions in your writing process, like why would you write that or how might you write it differently? So that was, I think what you get is the true essence of who I am as a person, but also what are some of the things that picked up. I was thinking today that learning is such a privilege and I'm so privileged to have had such great teachers and when we learn something I think it becomes our responsibility and to also teach that and share that with other people so that it might affect their life my book may not affect millions of lives but it may affect one and isn't that enough
0: yeah and that is the heart and core of it isn't it that we write these books like when we first talked about writing your book and working on your book That was the biggest thing that I got from you was the fact that you wanted this book to make a difference in people's lives. And it didn't matter how many people it made a difference in, just as long as at least one person it affected. So, you know, that was just something that was really awesome about working together with you. So you're an Olympic coach, so obviously you've done some pretty amazing things in life. But tell me, what, for you, what was the hardest thing about writing and getting this book out?
1: Oh, that's simple. The fear that some people read my words and then judge me based on those words. Like, mm. you know, ultimately it's that fear to say, well, will it be good enough? Will it be this? Will it be, you know? And I'm like, yeah, just do it. I'm very proud of this book. I'm very happy with the way it sounds, the way it is and, and, and everything to do with it. I'm grateful that I've been able to get it out there and write it. I'm grateful that people have responded to it in the fashion they have. At the end of the day, I think I've never had any fear of starting things. But yeah, all of us have. I mean, I have fears of being judged, and then I sat back going, "Well, I don't care because what other people think of me is none of my business. It really isn't." I'd say that to all of your listeners, like, "Hey, what other people think of you doesn't matter. Really doesn't."
0: Well, one more question for you before we end today. So I remember after the book came out. You were traveling, and you actually met up with some different people around the world who had read your book, and you didn't even know it.
1: Yeah, that was shocking. And for all of the listeners, I travel a lot. I tend to live in a plane, and then people are like, oh, so you're that guy? Yeah. And I'm like, where did you get it? I forgot where I was traveling. In fact, I think it was uh, Asia, so it had already reached Asia. And the other thing, I think, is I've got a request right now to translate it. Some people would like to translate it into Danish. You know, there's so many possibilities with one once you've written a book and I've got other books in me and, and I and every time you do that creative process, you grow. I mean, I think one of the things that I would say to anybody is that book writing experience is going to help you grow because you're gonna need to examine it yourself, right? Yes. You're gonna need to check your words out and you're gonna say, Hmm, yeah, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I'm not just saying that, I think that and and then having that boldness to get it in print and get it out there because I don't control who reads it now, right? It's in the public domain. And hey, if you're afraid of that, we can get you over that too. There's virtually, because it's nonsensical. Again, unless a person picks up a phone or email or whatever, and then reaches out to you and says, hey, you wrote this. I like it. I had that happen today. It wasn't about the book. It was about something else. Did you actually say this? I mean, I hadn't, but it's like, if you have, you're able to then say, well, this is why I said it. This is my perspective. And if you have said it, you know, that's what you can do. And if you haven't said it, you go, I'm not sure really what you mean. So either way, there's no fear about writing a book. But I think it was and continues to be an incredibly powerful experience. It also allowed me to grow my business in different ways. Because mm-hmm. as you know, Kim, after the last Olympics, I, that was the point for me to step away from that. Because and I don't believe I see the folks. is I don't believe in repeat. Don't keep repeating your life over and over again. You know, you you can do things once or twice, but once you get into three, four, five, six, now you're on repeat, right? You have to ask yourself, what is that repeat giving you anymore? And so every book is new. Like maybe, maybe I'll write 10 more books. I don't know, maybe 20, who knows? But no two books are going to be the same, number one. And number two, people now ask me, well, you said this in the book. And I thought that was really interesting. Can you tell me more about that? It allows for great questions.
0: Awesome. So, Coach Ram, how can people connect with you? How can they get your things? How can they talk to you? Just share a little bit about that because we want to give the listeners an opportunity to be able to actually learn a little bit more from you.
1: So, if you either Google my name or simply put in fearlessnessconsulting.com, go to my website and there are some articles there that tells you what we do. It tells you what the company does, ways I can help you email me from there. Other contact information in case you want to make a phone call. I do offer a, a quick complimentary check in, 30 to 45 minutes, where we can see if there's a fit and, and we can work together. And I work with individuals, organizations, and groups of all varying sizes and descriptions.
0: Well, thank you so much, Coach Ram, for being on the show. And this is Kim Thompson Pinder from Author to Authority. And thank you, Coach Ram. And to our listeners, I just really look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you being on our next podcast. And just make sure that you subscribe. We'll be coming on weekly, then bi-weekly, then tri-weekly, but right now weekly on Wednesdays. And I would love to have you subscribe and be able to take advantage of learning from some of the amazing guests that I'm going to be on. So this is Author to Authority. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. Just for being here, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of Power Words: Attract High-Paying Clients and Customers. In this book, I show you how you can easily double your business by using engaging language that attracts the right client to you and positions you as someone they want to work with. Get your free ebook at www.powerwords.pro/freebook. That's www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. Go there now, and I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode of Author to Authority.